listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network, GarbageHillNetwork.com. We're Boys Club, Winnipeg's hottest nude young rock and roll band. This is Witch Police Radio. Sam, I'm here again with Ryan as usual. I had seven tacos. Today. You did. You I did. I had seven tacos. Not in a sitting, I should point out, but throughout uh, today, I've eaten seven tacos. How do you feel about that? Pretty good Monday. Yeah. 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 Okay. And <laughs> Ryan ate seven tacos. We are in a music room of an elementary school, which is definitely a first for the show. I mean, we've done episodes on rooftops with police helicopters flying by. We've done the back of vans. We've done all the place, but uh, school classroom is. Probably first, I think. Maybe and only. I don't think this is going <laughs> to come up again. But we're with uh, three, what, three quarters? I guess there's four of you in total. Three quarters, yeah. Of yeah. Uh, Boys Club. So uh, I guess the best way to start things when, with a group of this size is just kind of go around in a circle. Everyone identify themselves and their instrument, and we can just put names to the voices. So let's just start over here. All right, I'm Zach. I sing and play guitar. I'm Sebastian. I play drums. I'm Bernard, and I play bass. Cool. Okay, and then your fourth member is? Dan. 
Right now, it's dead. Okay. <laughs> right now, it's in his position. Yeah, he uh, plays. He plays guitar. Right. It's been the three of us since the dawn of time. We've had a couple other uh, members here and there, and Dan, Bernard's played guitar at different points. Okay. But yeah, we've. And Dan was actually the reason that this kind of yeah. came about. I mean, he's been on the show twice actually over the past <laughs> uh, you know three years or so, and uh, he most recently on as his alter ego Bartlett Knives, which is uh, you know it was a fun episode. So he mentioned you guys a couple times on that episode, and then it just kind of yeah, we paid him. For that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I mean, obviously, I want to ask you about your music, but I can't. We can't do this without figuring out what is going on here. <laughs> Why we're in a music room of an elementary school? Because this is not. I mean, it's nine o'clock at night. It's not a usual place for this to be happening. So, what's the backstory behind this? Um, Sebastian and I uh, are brothers, and okay. our dad is the music teacher at this elementary school. Okay. So this is this is his room. Uh, okay. We kind of been using it as a jam space since uh, this collaboration started, and uh, it seemed like the natural place to. It's good spot. Yeah, we all we all met at school here, elementary school. Even Dan, all four of us. Okay, okay. Attended here, various times, and and you you just you have the key. You just walk in and jam when you yeah. want, pretty much. Or? Yeah, like a lot of this is uh, our gear. Like this is my kit here. Okay. We leave it here, and then uh, my Glockenspiel and collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all these acoustic guitars got to be somebody, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so do the students use this stuff too? I mean, does your kit yeah, use? But yeah. Yeah, so we have a bit of a, a deal there. So they use our stuff, and we yeah 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 you get to use the place. It's, yeah. it's very cool. Cheaper than jam space, I guess, right? It's a, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so how long has this been a thing? I mean, the, the three of you as kind of the main core of the unit, I guess. Two thousand twelve officially, I guess maybe eleven. Yeah, summer of two thousand twelve. Yeah, because yeah, we released the first thing in twenty thirteen. Okay, then yeah, two thousand twelve. Me and Sebastian had tried jamming with some friends for a number of years, but once we brought Bernard and this guy Cole in, that's when we finally like gave it a real, okay, a real try, and it actually got off the ground. But so I think 2012-ish, yeah. Cool. Yeah. cool. Seems like longer than that, but I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you guys have known each other for that long. Yeah. Kind of yeah, blends together, right? Um, so it sounds like you've had a few different members too, like switching switching out that extra guitar spot, or is it? Uh... Yeah. Um, I mean. Conveniently, our schedules have always kind of worked. I mean, we've all stayed busy with school, but I mean, we we all been able to just jam late into the night. And uh, we have a school room to do that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so like I know with Cole, like our first bass player, he was really good, but just it, we I mean, we we had to we wanted to jam more than I think he was able to, and then that just kind of. Kind of didn't work out, and then we had this guy Tyler who has been in and out a couple of times, and okay. then he was uh, um, <laughs> he was seduced by by a management position with Boss Pizza in Thompson, Manitoba. <laughs> wow, he's, oh, wow. He's very sad and lonely <laughs> out there right now. Quick hello to Tyler, but uh, and then a couple of smatterings here or there. But it's a dream job, right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dan, Dan's <laughs> anything to get you to Tom. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's management or pumping gas. You get yeah. out there and you enjoy yourself. So you made the big time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Dan's been for a year now since okay. last summer, and it's been cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Okay. And uh, had you guys been in any bands prior to this, or was this kind of the first? Yeah, I was in this band, All on Red. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can tell you're trying not to laugh about it. Like, uh, garage punk band. I'm not a big garage punk fan. Okay. Um, all the members were a fair bit older than me, but it was cool. I mean, the singer, why I, I owe a lot to him and kind of 
took me under his wing, showed me some cool stuff, some do's, some don'ts, and okay. he's he's a really interesting guy. He um, he does uh, he's, he's a graphic designer or a graphic artist. I'm not sure, but he he does some graphic novels for oh cool cool that that are pretty cool. He, he won some award for they did there was some like historical like for young or teens. They, cool. some, some company did like a like a history of Canada and got him to do the art and it was actually pretty cool stuff. Cool. And that was my only other real okay. band for what this. About you, what about you guys? Did you? Yeah, nothing. Just like some... Just performing at church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Sebastian and I owned our musical chops. Right, was, right, right. Uh, <laughs> playing with, uh, with our dad. Yeah, I guess the first time we actually played together was at a, a talent show type yeah. thing. Like okay. a, a little performance for the parents. Okay, cool. You were still, you were in grade eight? Out of, yeah, I was, like, I was, was it your grade eight graduation or something? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. on to grade ten, but him and my sister went to Sebastian and my sister went to school together. Okay. And so we played behind she sang an Elvis song and we and <laughs> played behind awesome. and that was like the first reel. Awesome. So did you I mean, is that like actually where you guys came up, like playing at church events and things like that? Is that like probably the first yeah. like public performing we did. Yeah. yeah, well like I was in his dad's guitar club too okay. and okay. and uh, he eventually let a couple of us play in yeah. in church on cool. Sunday. <laughs> is so. there as someone who never went to church, like is there I mean is that a big part of whatever church you guys go to? I mean is music kind of because uh, you always hear stories about people you know some famous person like, Oh yeah, I started playing like a church like twenty years ago, right? Yeah. I mean is that like a, a thing with what, what church you go to or uh, like my parents started doing it um, I don't know when it how long ago, but they kind of just got stuck doing it. So <laughs> I don't know if they like if they would prefer to do to stop playing at church. But they don't really have a choice. Too far gone now. now yeah. yeah, it's it's been a long time since the church has been a part of my life right. at all, right. and yeah. it definitely has no reflection in the music. <laughs> right, the you're probably, doing now, right? Probably the opposite yeah. of the yeah. case. Yeah, yeah I, I went to a Mennonite school after this place, okay. and that kind of really turned me off of the whole, <laughs> the whole scene. So. Well, that may be, I mean, a good way to kind of get into the next bit. It's just like, how do you define what you guys play? I mean, obviously it's not church music. <laughs> We've kind of established yeah. that. And from what I've heard on, on, on the internet and what I've, what I've seen, you know, on your Facebook and everything else, I mean, emo seems to come up a lot. And yeah. well, from what I heard about the stuff on Bandcamp, it definitely reminded me of Sunday Day Real Estate and that kind of like... I don't want to say proper emo, but emo like when yeah, it actually was no, a thing versus absolutely. like weird pink hair and yeah, stall yeah. t-shirts, right? <laughs> so, I mean, is that what you guys classify it yeah, as? Yeah, definitely like traditionalist emo, traditionalist if that's a thing. <laughs> I don't know, is that... <laughs> yeah, we... Uh, I mean, I'd always just say punk because... I don't really want to give people. Because you have to do too much explaining every right. time. Like, what kind of band you are? Like, or an emo band. But let me take twenty five minutes of your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm familiar with that one too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're talking to people. You're like, oh yeah, no, I love emo or screamo. And people are like, oh, so you like, I don't know, poison the well? Yeah, like, no, no, I mean awesome. like screamo, like orchid kind of stuff. Like, exactly. Well, okay, well, sit down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're Back in the nineties, yeah. there was a group of musicians. Have you heard of Rights of Spring? No, I think like. I mean, if you're talking to someone who understands, that's not so pretentious. <laughs> you're talking to someone, someone, who's, who gets someone who's familiar <laughs> with that type yeah. of music. I think emo would be like the most constant thread. Some of the right. songs are more punk. Some of the songs are twinklier. Some of the songs are more twinklier. Folk. I like that. <laughs> but, but I think just like melodic, sad stuff. Okay. <laughs> sad stuff. Yeah. Cool, cool. Okay. And, and what, are, like, what kind of bands are you... Are you influenced by as far as that. I mean, is it mostly that 90s stuff or are there kind yeah, of... Like, the weird thing is like the bands I listen to the most like 
Andrew Jackson Jihad, I guess AJJ they're called now, against me. Okay. Um, so like folk punk is probably what I listen to the most. But in terms of influences, like I think like Moni and they're a classic Canadian emo band. Yep. I, I, like, I remember playing shows with them in the basement of the Broadway Neighborhood Center. Oh, that's so cool. Back in like, was it 98 or something? You probably those, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's weird, and then they got huge. Like, they yeah, were, they were, like, yeah, they are probably one of the most important band for me growing up. Cool, like, cool. And their first Coheed record, I like a lot. I think I'm trying to rip that off quite a bit. <laughs> okay, <but laughs> yeah, probably two, two of the biggest influences cool. on me would be those two. Do you guys kind of the same sort of? Uh, yeah, going the same, the same way. Stuff like. Yeah, American football. Yeah, early, early Jimmy World for sure. Stuff, especially okay. early on, I don't know about our more recent stuff but yeah I mean like a lot of the times like I'll bring the riffs first and then we we come we build it from there so like whether they like it or not it's (laughs) gonna gonna be there but lately just I think yeah like the the folk punk influences and that's whatever release in whatever form that'll come out at the end of summer I think that'll be more evident stuff like old like Attack in Black and okay yeah that's a cool idea yeah awesome Okay, well, for people who haven't heard this show before, the way it works is we uh, press a button on the computer, gives us a word, and we all select songs that we can connect to that word in any way we see fit. No wrong answers, just any connection you want to make. So the word we came up with this week is uh, Cobra, which is, you know, it's a pretty good one, I think. There's a lot of uh, interesting ways you can go with that, but did you want to start to pick something that... Uh... Yeah, I got one song, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's The song's called Snake Charmer. Okay, it worked, yeah. I, I've got a very um, loose grasp on snake charming as a practice but <laughs> <laughs> from what i know i think cobras are a pretty common snake yeah it seems like the one that's always depicted right yeah. the band's called uh, youth avoiders they're uh punk tough to define but like punk sometimes surfy sometimes hardcore band from from france that i really cool. got into the last little while okay awesome let's yeah. check it out Cool. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, kind of 
sums up some of the stuff you were talking about before, really, you know, the <laughs> punk and emotional and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, I've never that they're from France, you said? Yeah. Um, I, got, I had this French punk phase two, three years ago. <laughs> just, like, going on, like, uh, like dyingscene.com. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Literally yeah. just, like, searching all the free compilations. Yeah. And there was this one that had that band on, and I got into a bunch of... French punk bands like uh, Sport is one that's really cool that I still like and um, uh, Sugartown Cabaret they were really, they were good really sweet yeah. very punk name yeah <laughs> yeah those guys are those guys are awesome do you find a lot of stuff that way I mean it's uh I just feel like now, we kind of get into this every time almost, but I don't want to get too far into it, but like the internet makes it so you can get anything you want from anywhere. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, 15 years ago, you probably wouldn't have been finding as much French punk yeah. as you can now. <laughs> but I mean, do you do a lot of that? Do you guys kind of dig deep a lot like that to find uh, stuff online or do you stick to sort of things that you're... In phases. I mean, in the summer, I don't do as as much because I'm just not at the computer. Right, much. you got stuff I have going more on free time. I'm just more drunk. <laughs> during school because I have the worst attention span and I'm in class right. all day and so, so just... I'm just on looking for new music on the computer yeah. downloading like random stuff from Bandcamp coming home and some of it is just horrible but <laughs> give it a whirl and right. yeah during during the winter I, I still nothing much has changed since I was like 14 I'm still just constantly scouring looking for yeah, yeah. weird stuff cool and then, okay, well, speaking of Bandcamp, it's kind of maybe a good segue, too, is like, you have a lot of stuff up there. Yeah. It seems like a lot of them, I mean, there's one at least, uh, probably a full length, right? I mean, one of them has... <sighs> Close, has, yes. Like, I don't know about time-wise, yeah. sure. but like... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, this next one that comes out will probably be it's eight or nine, so okay. I think we okay. can call that a full length. So what do you have out so far? I mean, whether you, you if you want to include singles or, or EPs or Four whatever. proper EPs, yeah. one of them that's pushing... Maybe a little Maybe bit past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the one, yeah. yeah. Um, one proper single and one song that Jordan Voth half-assed and put on our compilation. <laughs> <laughs> and are these, like, how far, how far back do these go? When was the first one? Uh, 2013, 2002, and 2014? No, two in 2013. Yeah. Two in 2013, one in 2014, one in 2015, okay. and then probably And then you've got one. something coming up? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And are those self-recorded? Did you, did you work with anybody? First like one that? with Ellis Thiessen. Okay. Um, Second, or everything since then with Jordan Voth, who is uh, a great guy. <laughs> yeah, he is a uh, bit of an enigma. <laughs> do you have a, I mean, did you, did you, have you, do you think the sound has progressed over the course? I mean, you know, having been together for quite, it's quite a while, I guess, you know, yeah. to be a band, especially with the three of you. Has it, have you noticed the changes? Going up and up to and including the current stuff you're working. With? I think so. I mean, the first record was almost a pop punk kind of yeah. release. It was pretty a lot of chugs, a lot of <laughs> a lot of power chords. Yeah. And the second record, we were like, we we just thought we thought it came across like too soft. Okay. So the second record just tried to make it like a screamo record, <laughs> which everyone screamo except the German websites already. hated. The German websites loved it. Yeah, there's yeah. one borderlinefuckup.com. They said we had the best. And third best <laughs> released in 2013. <laughs> so, so the first record was third best, and Dolores, which was the second, was the was the best. Oh, I thought they awarded the same record. That would have been awesome. That was good. We'll give you first and third, yeah. just yeah. second. And then Ginger Ale was like I think our most like I guess 90s emo is probably pretty. No pretty, one really listened to it. No <laughs> one listened to that one, and I think that one was pretty cool, but no one really. Underappreciated. Yeah. 
Yeah. Why well, we also like we no one's really listened to any. Of them. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, fair. I think a little less ever, ever since. We like we recorded that one in the summer because I, I go to school in Edmonton, so I'm only okay. in for the summers and okay. Christmas and reading week and stuff. But we recorded it just before I finished, and um, kind of like in a rushed fashion because we had we had spent the summer trying to teach a guy how to play the bass, and then he just he just never really picked it up. So we ended up like. Bernard is somewhere in South America or something, and so I like, I we didn't know when he'd be back, so we started. I I did bass for two songs, and all of a sudden he showed up and learned the songs and wrote bass lines in one okay. night. Well, I think it sounded pretty cool. But then this girl, so I moved to Edmonton. This girl said she would draw it for draw the cover for me, and then it took her. She sent it to me at three. This this is August. She said she'd do it. She sent it to me at three a.m. Christmas Day, and I was just oh, like, wow. oh, whatever. Yeah. I'm waiting so long. I released it immediately. Yeah, <laughs> three yeah. a.m. Christmas Day flew under the radar over Christmas. Yeah, well, no one's paying attention. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the last record was, um, I think it was the longest I had sat on songs without recording. So I think there were. It was the most riffy. It was okay. the most technical. How does that work with the? Uh, I mean, you being in Edmonton, how does that work with the band? How often do you guys actually get to play shows and stuff like that? Um, well, we play shows throughout the summer, and we play one. You just pack them in like as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, one show per Christmas, and potentially one during reading week. Did we play one reading week? Yeah. 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 Monday. Yeah, because I didn't go back to school right away. Yeah. Yeah, so we played one reading week. So. So is there any possibility of touring? Like, are you guys able to do that, or is it kind of just... It'd be cool to tour out to school next year, right in, in the, the summer, yeah, yeah, and then maybe on the way back. But I guess we'd have to figure that out pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mid, mid summer it's July, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's tough, like, with, with school. Like, Bernard's a doctor now. Okay. I mean... Yeah, I think, I mean, that's, like, with yeah. everybody, right? You, when you get to a certain age... We've always been, yeah. like, a school-first band, which meant we were always broke, and we always... Right didn't have much time so touring was never really that feasible for us yeah so is it sort of i mean is the plan to just record whenever you get a chance to kind of thing and then like whenever he plays many shows yeah we do we've been good like the summer before i moved um the summer i got back this summer we'll have one more and then i'll be back permanently next summer so then we we won't have to stick to a schedule and we'll see what what the band is like from there on but Mm -hmm. uh yeah, I mean, we've been playing together for a long time. We've known each other for a long time. Right. We pick it up pretty quick. So right. it's very productive in short bursts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How does that work for you guys? I mean, do you kind of keep working on stuff in the off season, I guess, or is it just sort of whenever it comes together? Yeah, I mean, you'll like you'll send us some some shitty some iPhone ideas. recordings. Okay. They do pretty. They do pretty good stuff with <laughs> with the shitty iPhone. I, I, I don't imagine you like are sitting there and tra- playing along with that phone <laughs> recording. Like, I think it just gives them like an idea of the. Direction okay. I want ahead, and they're pretty good at like putting together parts really fast. So then, when you come back, it's kind of already there's the basis for. for yeah, it doesn't take lo- doesn't take long before the songs are starting to sound pretty, pretty complete. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Well, I'm gonna go uh, pick a song for the Cobra thing just to keep the Cobra thing moving. Uh-huh. And um, when the word came up, the first thing I thought of uh, was an artist called Mad Cobra. Um, for people who've listened to the show before, they know I force reggae and dancehall in oh, every I was chance. Say, it just sounds pretty reggae. Yeah. <laughs> every chance I can get. I just even if I'm talking to a band has nothing to do with that, I slam it in there. What's, and, what's uh, it called? He's, they are just called Mad Cobra. Mad Cobra. So he's like a dancehall DJ from uh, DJ in the Jamaican sense, like you know he's toasting over. And uh, it's kind of early '90s. He was very popular. He had uh, I'm not gonna play it because it kind of sucks. But he had a hit single called Flex, and this was kind of at the time when um, dancehall was kind of having a crossover moment, and all these guys who were normally super hard and like super gangster lyrics and 
stuff would do these like uh, songs for the ladies and it was like this super cheesy R&B sort of stuff and there'd be some girl singing and then this dance hall vocalist you know thick patois talking about something really disgusting and, and you know uh, x-rated but <laughs> he also uh, his, his main kind of vibe is, is doing really kind of hardcore like uh, you know gun type lyrics things like that and that's what he's known for so I went with a song called Press Trigger which, you know, you can probably guess what it's about when you hear the title. Um, this song, I like the original, his original version better, but it was remade by a Swedish band called the Teddy Bears. They, uh, it's kind of like a, I don't, know, I don't know what you call them, but the, the, the song they did is kind of pop punk, and they just took the vocals from this Press Trigger song and added it to their weird Swedish pop punk thing, and it's kind of this weird dance song, but I wanted to just listen to the real Press Trigger by uh, Mad Cobra, so let's check that out.
Oh, that be a shame. So, loving she get, that will be sufficient. I rather wait till I can wait no more. X amount of loving heart for me, Alice. Just to hear she not one day door. Just to touch her, me no one, not no more, girl. All right, we're back. That was actually Flex by Mad Cobra. <laughs> we decided to switch halfway through because they wanted to hear how ridiculous it was. But yeah, um, yeah, everybody in the 90s did songs like that, and it's really strange because, I mean, I don't think you see that happen now. Like, you know, some gangster rapper now is not able to do that, but that was the thing. I guess because, like, you know, dancehall was kind of a niche. It is still a niche kind of genre. I guess you break it open to the R&B market by doing that. By throwing some lady vocals in. Yeah. never know it that uh, flex time for <laughs> having sex. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, Mad Cobra is the first thing I thought of just with the Cobra thing. I mean, it makes sense. Hey, some that's of why we don't, like, have enough girls talk to us after we play. You so need to cover that. You guys need to cover that. We're not explicit about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just sing about wanting to have sex. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, I think that's your next cover. You guys got to learn that. <laughs> be perfect. Be perfect. So, I mean, like, and I don't want to keep making segues to things because sometimes it doesn't always fit and it sounds weird. But, um, like, with the emo thing, how do you, what is it about emo that, that, that appeals to you? I mean, I know, I know, like, emo's a loaded term, obviously, as we kind of mentioned before. But, I mean, it's it has that kind of the name of it is because it's emotional, right? So what I mean, everyone has a punk band, everyone and their dog has a punk band. Like why why do it this kind of style, where you have that kind of element to it that is? Um, I don't want to say softer because yeah. it's not, but I mean it's often perceived as because it's punk is supposed to be hard and fast, and you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. what's well, the, what's I, the I guess I guess started with like just pop punk like your Sum 41s and yeah, yeah. Treble Chargers it's pretty cool Canadian <laughs> gob of course yeah yeah and um, when I was like 9, 10 and then as I got older I wanted to be heavier so then then there was like the modern Biscuit <laughs> <laughs> just... Biscuit was a thing for all of us yeah, we, all, I, we all lived through Limp Biscuit I kind of like I never got huge into like the, the new metal cause, it was weird because yeah. I was I was just like I was a little kid when it was when it was coming out so I was just becoming a teen after it so then, like I was getting into like your modern life is wars and more aggressive bands and, and I guess that kind of yeah, I don't know. I was just bored of like the pop punk, like some forty one bands. They were really silly lyrics. And oh so yeah, I totally. Just, yeah. I wanted something as I got older and, and read more. I wanted something a little more articulate. So like, got in a lot of political punk. Like I was really into, really into Strike Anywhere and, and oh, yeah, obviously yeah. Propagandy. And they sent me on into some very horrible bands off there. A G seven welcoming committee yeah, yeah, splits. Yeah. Like some of those or those compilations. There were some, some good bands. stuff on those. Some great really like good. I Spy and yeah, like, yeah, some yeah. of those bands. Like swallowing shit was like, <laughs> was so horrible. Like just. I think yeah. you probably find a lot of people in Winnipeg who would probably fight you over that. Like, yeah. Those guys have well, like, they, they, they were the first grind to really ever come out of Winnipeg. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they have like, a pretty diehard fan base. Like, yeah, just have, yeah. I still don't have a huge appetite for grind. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's a, it's a yes. Just, the name is so <laughs> just oh, like thinking about well, it, like I worked at the West End in the '90s when uh, when Michael Swang shit used to play all the time. And he would come out with Tupperwares full of feces and like spread it on his face and then eat some and throw up and then do a song oh, God. and then eat a little more. And throw up. Yeah, so I was like, I'm 14 years old on the edge of the stage. One job is to keep kids from doing stuff, and the other is to keep Mike from vomiting on me. 
but yeah, they like it was. I didn't even know it was that literal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, look at the song titles and stuff too, right? They're all just something just horrible. And then pro-abortion anti-Christ. I remember like that's the one song I could get into because I was like, I was at NBCI like Mennonite High School. Yeah, that was the funkest thing I could think. Yeah, Like there's that one band Jamaica playing too. They had like electro and like just weird. Were they on G7 as well? They were. Yeah. I did a little G7 digging over the weekend. Did you? For, yeah, yeah. I, I'd forgotten about Clan Zoo. Yeah, Clan Zoo. Oh, yeah. Clan Zoo is great, though. Good. Yeah. Submission Hold. Yeah, do you remember Butt Alive? Yeah. German yeah. 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 Awesome, yeah. Yeah, well, they did a lot of splits with Propaganda and uh, FYP. FYP, yeah. 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 For sure. I always loved FYP. Nobody else I know. Like, wow, well, one. Like Adam Amelia, if you're listening. You like FYP. I like FYP. <laughs> Sam, you like FYP. Yeah. All right, two people. Everyone else is like, why the fuck? Don't these guys they were on those recess comps too, right? They, he ran recess. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. But yeah, but like, I don't know, I just, I only had so much of an appetite for political punk stuff. Because... Yeah. Well, it can get a bit kind of beating you over the head. With exactly. The right? I mean, like, I mean, you, you just changed the name of the, of, the, of the people. Like, it's not Reagan anymore, and then it's Bush, and right. then it's... It's whomever, Trump. but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, oh, Rock against Trump. Yeah, yeah. great. Soon enough. Can't wait, can't wait. <laughs> Is Warped Tour still a thing? I mean, where are they going to sell those comps at for Rock against Trump? Walmart? <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks. Starbucks, yeah. 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 But then it's just kind of like, I don't know, I, I wanted, I didn't want to go back to, to just like mindless pop punk. Okay. I didn't want to like get into bro hardcore and then i think i think it honestly was moaning yeah, yeah like i just saw the, on much music i saw the start angry and mad video when i was okay. a kid and okay. it was just like these guys are just going wild like it was they're yeah just so and i think it was like how into it they were playing like For there sure. was no For no sure. staged moves there was no like cool outfits or anything like they were just literally yeah playing as hard as they could but really sweet yeah like riffs Oh, and for then sure, yeah. just like the dynamic, like the quiet and 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 the heavy and like the the, the screaming and like I thought the screams they I don't know they really were a lot more poignant yeah. when they were following like a really quiet melodic part part and then just the dynamic it made I don't know it kind of kind of made the value of of the opposite a lot better and so then from Monine I just kind of when I realized like oh wait. Emo is kind of cool. Yeah, it's actually good. Right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was just like a, a complete cool. nerd with it, just well, digest think, everything I could. I think that what you just described is kind of the hallmark of that early 90s kind of emo sound, right? I mean, yeah. maybe not as much the crappy pink hair shit, but like the, yeah. that, that, that stuff. I mean, Monine, like obviously a later example yeah. of it, right? But yeah, it's very, very kind of a lot of feeling to it and then like just all of a sudden super heavy and then back to like a you know feeling I guess is really vague but yeah you know what I mean like yeah and like kind of my, my dad randomly bought me that first Coheed record when I was, okay. I was like 12 or something when it first came out and that was just like cool yeah was, well, I mean, Monine yeah. like the first time I had heard because it said on the poster my, my, my old my old band when I was I don't know 17 opened for a show Monine did at a basement at the Broadway Neighborhood Center and the poster said emo emo punks from Brampton, right? Brampton, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I saw the poster actually. It's like them in huge letters. No one knew who they were, and yeah. it was like emo punks from Brampton. 
And I remember thinking, like, okay, from what I understand, emo is terrible. <laughs> yeah. This is going to suck. And then, yeah, you see them live, and they're just so into it. And it was – I bought the CD at the show. Their first their – first, I guess it was the first EP they put it ahead. I bought it at the show. And then afterwards, like, this is great. These guys are awesome. Like, Because it's something you kind of almost have to experience live. Oh, they're – yeah, seeing them live is just one hell of a thing. I mean, they right. sound good on record, too, but it's just so much, like, physicality in yeah. it, which is really cool. So. I, I've only ever seen them once because they were on the swing down – or the downswing when I was – Oh, yeah, because they're, like, yeah. Yeah, because they, I mean, I was born in 91, so. Oh, well, it makes me feel pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so I was just, I just missed them, but I, I yeah. got to see them on, like, their last full tour, and it was with uh, Sights and Sounds, which okay. was sweet, and uh, Passenger Action, and I loved Choke. And Choke. Yeah, Choke was good, yeah. And I hadn't seen Choke. I saw Choke on their, like, little brief reunion in, like, 2014. Just pretty recent, right? Yeah. 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 And. But I love Choke, and I hadn't seen them, so past reaction, I was, I was really excited. Cool. It was like, it was like, yeah, the show went on for so long, and they, the drums were in the crowd by the end of it. Yeah. Like, all the amps were down on the floor, and it was it was at the West End. It was, just, it was, cool. it was insane, yeah. Yeah, you would have been, like, seven when that show happened, the we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, the, the, it was 2009, okay. that last show, because I remember I, was, I just, just turned 18, took my cool. little sister, and, cool. and uh, moshed real hard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to pick a song? Yeah, sure. Um, it's Canadian. Good. It's pop punk. And it's not quite as mindless, really, as a lot of pop punk. Uh, I brought Bombs Over Providence. Cool. Uh, the song is uh, Cobra Constant Committee Bake Sale. That's actually a really good connection to what we were just talking about. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but the first the only time I saw I mean, the only time I've seen them live is when, similar circumstances, playing a weird community center show, they're touring and like a bunch of local punk bands opening for them, and then... Bombs were probably yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's the same deal. Well, it was uh, I think it was half of them were from Maryland's Vitamins. Yeah, yeah. Who did a little bit of touring, I guess, in, in the end of the nineties. Yeah, beginning. Of Didn't they come through on that underground operations tour? Yes, or yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was. So I'm underground. I think almost all the bands had a part in the actual running the label. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. I feel the day a brief too. underground phase when I yeah, was yeah. quite young. Closet Monster. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then there were Alfred Levine. Brad Attack. I was super into Brad Attack. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you didn't like Brad Attack. Uh, we, yeah, we could tell you lots of stories. We, Brad we could, yeah. 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 Can no, we, we won't. Hear, oh, not no. one Eric. Okay. But yeah, that's, yeah. I actually, I got this, this off their second record, Shake Your Body Politic. Awesome. Which I got on tour with the Brad Attack. Sorry, yeah. In Vancouver back in, I don't know. 2000 and something. Cool. All right, let's check it out. Okay. Do you want- 
right, that was Bombs Over Providence. What was the connection to Cobra? It was in the title, right? Yeah, Cobra Constant Committee Bake Sale. Cool. Yeah, now that Cobra I think... Cobra Constant Bake Sale Committee. I don't know. Committee and Bake Sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I recognize the song for sure. Yeah. And like now that I'm thinking about it, like I, I, all those underground operation bands, they all mix together in my brain. I know a lot of them have the same members, so I think that I've seen them. I'm pretty sure they came through and played some of those community center shows, like yeah. mid-2000s, but I don't know. Could be one of the other ones. They're all sort of... They're all political, punk rock, kind of the same sort yeah. of vibe, you know. Yeah, they were, they were kind of like, so that was around like 2004, so I would have been like 13, and I was just becoming like internet savvy. Right. And so that was when, I know like the underground operations bands where I was kind of like figuring out, all right, there's like a scene in Canada. Yeah. People are doing it. And I got kind of into it, but I still didn't really know how to come across it, but it was definitely... A couple years later, the Small Man record scene that really yeah, yeah. kind of took well, over. Well, Small Man was way before that too. Yeah, and they kind of kept like, yeah. A bit of but that yeah. that uh, like mid to late two thousands, they had uh, Broadway calls. They yeah, had yeah. the Reason, which that first record I really liked. They had Monine. They, well, they had put in the Propaganda record. Propaganda too, record, yeah. that, which is a great uh, record too. Yeah, was that uh, Supporting Cast? Spl- oh, yeah, that which one. is my favorite. Like yeah, I, that, love, it, I yeah. love that one. Yeah. Um, put out the Passenger Action record. Put out a couple choke records, and then I think they called it quits shortly after all that too. Like I think they, yeah, like yeah, right. I, I think I was grade twelve or first year university, so late two thousands, and I was pretty heartbroken. But during that period, I would just buy anything that they released, yeah. no matter what it was, and it was usually it's usually bang on. Well, that's I mean that's a, kind of an interesting thing. I I used to do that too, definitely, and I'm sure you did as yeah, well. Yeah. Like there'd be a label where you know that everything from that label is going to be good, or you know at least it's going to have a sound. Like you know, I mean, uh, there's tons of them, right? I mean, but now because everything's online, you can ba- get the French stuff, <laughs> get whatever you want. Like does that? I mean, do you think that happens as much anymore? Do you Top shelf records, I still. You still, yeah. I mean, some garbage on there, but a lot of it's pretty cool. I think there's more top shelf releases than. Top Shelf 6131, I saw some cool stuff like that, that Julian Baker record, Touche okay. More stuff. Uh, Triple Crown's got some really cool stuff with Tiny Moving Parts, and I can't remember who else, but I don't know, what do you... Do you guys do that, or do you just kind of look over the bands? Yeah, like I used to... Some of the early run for cover yeah, stuff, I'd agree. they were pretty consistent for a while, it's getting... And pretty weird now. <laughs> well, I think labels in general are getting pretty weird because they have to figure out a way to survive, right? So they yeah. Survive. There's, that, there's that dichotomy. I mean, you, you got to keep selling records, but you also want to put out things you like. So, I mean, like Jeff from Run For Cover is like 30 now. So I think putting a pop punk for him would be pretty pretty weird. But he's, yeah, he's definitely taken like a lot of those new gaze bands. and Yeah. Yeah. Bedroom pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What uh, I mean, are you with this new stuff you're working on and your other your other releases? Have you are those, are those have they been released physically or are they just online? Uh we we self made the okay, first, like CDRs the second, stuff, the first, or? yeah, CDRs. First, we did yeah. a little. little and thing. is that kind of your plan for the future too? You want to keep keep doing? That I would like or? to put out a physical release. Yep. Um, yeah, we haven't really talked about that. Yeah, we <laughs> just haven't gotten. But this new one, I mean, if we if the songs turn out and there's a lot of them, I think. I don't know, like I, I played a show solo in, in Edmonton, but it was all boys club songs. Okay, okay. And um, yeah, a lot of people came and everyone really hassled me about not having anything to sell. Right, right. So I think... Oh, I guess I had cassettes. Oh that. yeah, Hot Vodka Records. So, Hot Vodka, so, is, that, is that the label? Is that yeah, the Southern California. Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't know. We've had uh, casual conversations. Oh, this is a real thing or you just made it up? Yeah, no, they... they, 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 they 
they put out some cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Some tapes for us and mm-hmm. yeah, they look all right. So the, the I mean the connection I guess to like how are you releasing music and the label stuff we were just talking about. I mean, is there someone locally that you would want to work with to get your your music out in the future? Like, are you kind of hoping that uh, is there is there a scene I guess for yeah, type of stuff you're doing? We're not picky. We'd take any help we could get. I mean, but really, I mean just in general in terms of shows and stuff. I mean, are there other bands that you kind of have a kinship with that locally that you yes, kind of sitcom. <laughs> Uh, sitcom boys uh, our old bass player Tyler Sang and Skymaster which was a band that they did and then I think we both kicked Tyler out at the same time and <laughs> we stayed boys club and they turned into sitcom but they're they're really cool and they're uh, rad dudes and Nick Fonzie is from sitcom is going to play with us on the 9th um, Mobina Galore has been yeah, yeah, very, yeah, awesome. very nice to us. They've played a couple shows with us there. Featured on, uh, yeah, she's, yeah, she songs, sings, right? yeah, yeah, yeah she cool. sings on some of her songs. I, I like, I like, it's a great them. Band. I love them when I'm drinking too, especially. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they played. I don't know if there's anybody in the city right now that closes out the night quite like Mobina does. Yeah, like yeah. they, it's the end of the night, and you're like, I'm 34 years old. I'm like, yeah. fuck, I'm glad I wore new balances because my feet hurt. <laughs> but then those two hit the stage, and you're just like, yeah, oh, yeah. fuck it, I'm here for another hour anyway. Yeah, and yeah. as far as I know, like, Jana used to live in Edmonton, and yeah. so when she came out to play, I only saw them one of the two times it came to play because the other time was St. Patrick's Day and I was on Neptune. Right. By <laughs> but I came to see them play and they had a ton of people there. And yeah. I was, well, they do a lot of touring too. They seem to be. Yeah, they, they were awesome. very jealous of some of the yeah. opportunities yeah. they get. Yeah. So if they hear this and want to take us on <laughs> yeah. out to Europe, that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, is that it? Moon Tan Suite. <laughs> Uh, we like Moon Tan. Is that mainly because the costumes and shit, or is it like? Uh... Uh, well, they're friends of like Sebastian okay, and you. Okay. All of them are just Nick. Nick originally. But... Yeah, but they're they're nice guys. I think we've only played with them once, yeah. maybe, but they good supporters. Right. Right. Um, but all that stuff sounds fairly varied sound wise. I mean, there's obviously yeah, a connection, yeah, sure. but I mean, are there other bands that kind of sonically would fit in with you guys, or? Uh, I don't know. We're pretty. We don't like confrontations, so we generally <laughs> don't know very many people. We don't yeah. know people. Right. Um, we don't, like, I don't think it's an original style of music, but I don't think it's particularly yeah, it's not common, popular right? in, yeah. in Winnipeg right now. I mean, Art Vandalay is no more. They were maybe a little more popular, a little less sad, but similar. Um, just a lot of hardcore bands. Yeah, yeah. that's always the case. There's always a million hardcore bands here. Yeah, well, I mean, we played with Bleed American, and everyone except Jordan Voth in that band was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy you continue to record with all the time? Yeah, yeah. His <laughs> brother sings great. Jorb is cool. Drummer's cool. But yeah, Jordan, <laughs> I think, really anchored that band in, in the wrong way. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to go to one other song. And then... <laughs> Leave that at that. Uh, we'll go to another song, and you're gonna play something live too at the end. So let's yeah. like, stick around for that. But uh, before we get into any of that, we like to remind people where they can find our guest music, where they can find episodes of our show, and uh, basically, you know, how to get in touch and things like that. So, uh, Boys Club, what's the deal? If someone wants, hears you for the first time on the show, wants to check out some music, what, what do they do? Ripboysclub.bandcamp.com. Is it Rip or R.I.P.? I wasn't sure. Um, well, it, it's we call it Rip, it, but it it stands for Rest in Peace, but we've okay. just always shortened it. Well, it reads as Rip, I guess, right? So, yeah, yeah, Rip. Rip's been a big refrain with us. Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty melodramatic guys. Right, right, uh, right, if right. It's 
It's I can tell working. by the emo. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ripped if it's not working. Right, so. right, right. Okay, okay. so rip, rip boys okay. Check us out on Facebook. Um, there's the rarely used Instagram. Okay, we go boys, boys, boys Club MB. There's the never used Twitter. <laughs> okay. Boys Club MB. We have a Tumblr too. <laughs> Tumblr yeah. too. Yeah. I reserved. Okay, yeah. the name, but yeah. Twitter we just use to uh, talk to elder abuse. Okay. Just them? Just them specifically? Just them, yeah. We had a conversation with them once, and maybe we'll, 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 we'll chat with them again okay. sometime. So people soon. should definitely it's... check out your Twitter. That sounds like it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, see that budding, yeah, yeah. budding friendship. I yeah. mean, yeah, we haven't heard from them in a while, but maybe. Cool, okay. And then the records, they can find it all on Bandcamp. It's the main Yeah, listen to the newest ones. They're, they're the best ones. <laughs> when, are you, uh, when are you expecting the next thing to come out? Well, um, I'm happy with four songs. Um pretty stoked on the next two and then we need to finish two more i think late july early okay. august hoping to record and then uh, so while you're here kind of get, get it yeah. yeah yeah i don't uh jordan i hope you're listening i don't like to let jordan get too carried away without me close by so if right, i leave right. to edmonton he who knows what weird stuff he could do to me so <laughs> so i want to keep an eye on him while he does it and right. make sure it's <laughs> how we want it to but cool. yeah, ones okay. and zeros. What is that? His company called? Ones and zeros. Ones and zeros. Yeah, yeah, check him out as much smack as we talk. He's, <laughs> well, you're using him again, right? <laughs> yeah, we, 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 I mean, we'll come crawling back. We yeah. always come crawling. We want to leave. Like anyone, if anyone, if anyone's cheaper in Winnipeg. We <laughs> <laughs> have a music room here. You just kind of set up yeah, a mic and go. Exactly. Well, that's what we did for the last oh, one. Really? <laughs> Cool, cool. Okay, well, if people want to hear more episodes of this show, go to witchpolice.com, click on podcast. This is probably episode 187 or so, so you basically, there's a massive archive there. You can It's all there for free download and streaming uh, perpetually, so you can dig back as far as you want. Uh, you can also hear us on UMFM on Sunday nights at midnight, which is like a prime slot for, <laughs> for radio listening, and uh, those are older episodes that kind of get a second life and a second wind, which is kind of cool. I mean, right now it's the end of June. Uh, the episode that's airing that aired this week is from January, so it's like a bit of a delay, quite a bit of a delay. But it's cool because it gives everyone, everyone who missed the episode the first time around, kind of a second chance to hear it. And you can always download it whenever you want, but it's on air. You're reminded of it, and it's kind of cool too. So we're on the usual social media. I type in which police, you're gonna find it. You know, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, we have an Instagram that I don't use very often, but. Uh, you're on Instagram enough that... Yo, wow, I have the password now. So you should use it. I could, I could do some <laughs> you things. You probably should be doing some things. I'm yeah, eating yeah. a lot of tacos these days, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. just post pictures did of tacos. Did you say tacos? Where did you, where'd you <laughs> get all seven, by the way? Um, to ask. <laughs> we, we, made, uh, we made some taco meat for nachos last week. And then this morning, I woke up and I saw it in my fridge. I was like, oh, I'll have a few tacos. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of something I got to get on record before. Okay. All right, all right. So me and a couple of my friends went to Taco Bell for the first time. Oh, wow. And since high school, that's a, that's a bad yeah that's a dangerous proposition. And we went to the one on like Notre Dame and Cumberland there, so okay. that pretty. Oh yeah, the classy one. Yeah, yeah. so I'm sitting there eating my eating my tacos, and then see a, see a, a, a very tired and worn out looking couple at the table across from me, man and a woman, uh, a guy come with a red bag, leave the bag, take off. Oh wow. And so I was like, "All right, that's that's probably some some suspicious." Yeah, yeah. Next thing I know, the bags on the, off the table, and what's left is just uh, two king cans of Molson Dry <laughs> and two syringes. Wow! <laughs> and the rubber ties or whatever. And then the girl like 
the girl ties the one off and then she doesn't like do it in front of me but she like gets her arm ready then leaves the bathroom and i'm just like so shocked and the guy's just like at, as she leaves that's just me and him making eye contact <laughs> and i uh, got scared and ran away wow wow well yeah. taco bell yeah taco bell is it's got it's got uh it's got some weird patrons <laughs> it's a taco bell's got some weird choices of what they decide meat is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i had cheetos in my crunchwrap supreme wow pretty cool i'm going to taco bell <laughs> I feel like Taco Bell is one of those places where it tastes—it seems like the best idea ever when you when you go there, and when you're eating it, it seems like a good idea, and then within minutes after eating it, you feel like you're dying. I feel like as soon as you open up that bag and you see the sloppy ice cream scoop of beans they've given you, you gotta like not look at it too much. Get it in, and they're owned by the same company that owns. Pizza Hut and KFC as well. Yeah. And I've never eaten KFC, but I've heard that it's the same problem. Pizza Hut's definitely the same problem, where you eat the Pizza Hut and it seems amazing, and then within minutes it's a bad choice. Yeah, it yeah. seems like the best idea. And then you got you call in a complaint, like, hey, well, we'll refund your account. And then you're like, but I don't want to order you again, so you have to order them again. <laughs> And, and then the you make the same, happens. it's like yeah. a never-ending cycle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you sit on the toilet for seven days. Yeah. I mean, their creativity of uh, new menu choices. Oh. Yeah, you got to applaud that. Yeah, you pizza pizza in the crust. That's <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Can't knock them for trying. Yeah. You can, I guess not. So yeah. that's the try more corporate fast food chains. That's the one. Is that what it's called? That's the one uh, boys club moral. It's just okay. eat okay. more corporate fast food. That's what we always like to live by. So Taco Bell is the... Is the <laughs> yeah. You guys can be getting an endorsement. I don't know. Yeah, we're also yeah, sponsored exactly. by Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Don't buy local. Buy <laughs> Taco Bell. I buy Taco Nashville, Bell. Yeah. Especially if you like people shooting up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just before we go, I have a Taco Bell story. Um, <laughs> When I was in high school, uh, for some reason, it, we used to go to talk. My, my friends, like, a couple of them had cars, right? Yeah. So it was like, okay, great, let's get a pile of the car and drive somewhere. And the somewhere was always Taco Bell for some reason. I don't know why, but that was like, oh, let's go to Taco Bell, okay. And, and they went almost, some, someone went almost every day. I couldn't afford it, so I didn't go every time. <laughs> but uh, I remember we were there one time, and uh, there was a guy in the bathroom, and he, he went in there. We didn't really notice because we were eating or whatever. And at some point, we'd been there for about half an hour, the, the, the lady at the counter comes up to us and she said, because we were the only people in the restaurant, and she says, can one of you go in the bathroom and check if this guy's okay? Because he'd been there for a while and she couldn't go check. So one of us got up and went there and checked. He's fine, yeah, he's okay. So sat back down, keep eating. She comes over again 20 minutes later. She's like, okay, this guy's still in the bathroom. Can you go in there and find out what's going on? So... Uh, it, you know, we can't do anything, but he's in the bathroom. So she finally goes in there herself, and we're watching this whole thing go down. She opens the door, and then you hear, you hear her coming from the bathroom, Sir, are you smoking in here? <laughs> nice relaxing place. in there, like, reading a newspaper, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Talk about toilet. So well, shows you how classy and joy that is. I'm it? sure the Talk About Toilet seen a lot worse than <laughs> Yeah, probably, probably. Good God. Yeah, this is horrific. <laughs> so what's, this, what's the Cobra song? You said you had a good one. Oh, uh, it's Limp Biscuit off their... Uh, <laughs> So it's called Douchebag. Oh. It's off uh, Gold Cobra, their 2011 record. I'm oh, sure. wow. I didn't even know they had a record. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, really. I'm wow. sure a lot of people oh, listen to that. Wow. So. Douchebag by Gold Cobra. Okay, so Biscuit. if you can sit through Douchebag by Limp Biscuit, stay tuned because there's going to be a live song. I've never there. tried. But. I, yeah, we're just going to turn him into a misogynist now. Why is that? Because Limp Biscuit? Biscuit? I don't know. Who is? I've had too many energy drinks. There's a joke there somewhere. <laughs> okay, so yeah, if you can stomach the song that's coming up here, or just press the skip button a few times, we're gonna hear a live song at the end. How so, Limp Biscuit name a song douchebag. What's about them? Somebody self Auto Autobiography. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Fred Durst took a long, hard look in the mirror at one point, two thousand eleven. Like, oh man, 
I can't believe they ran around with you. Donnie Goatee. Imagine how shitty you would feel if he was talking about you, though. Fred Durst was calling you a dude. <laughs> like, holy shit. It's going to be the lowest. It's, yeah. it's probably something like Malcolm Gladwell or something like that. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. this guy goes to school. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's, yeah, let's uh, see if we can get through that, and then uh, stay tuned. There'll be a live song. Thanks for having us, guys. Vengeance upon your back Cause you ain't jack Talking smack Consequences The game reacts With pain attack Trim the fat Go the distance The biscuit back You get no slack Spray the gap Pack the clip with the rip attack Fade the black
this is uh, we're boys club, and this song's called BJJ, and it's we've never played it before, and it'll be on our new record, whatever it's called, coming out hopefully later this summer, 2016. Yeah. 